Okay, today it's just a Friday feedback mailbag edition here. Uh, some basketball player comps that I think everybody was, for the most part, pretty good with, uh, meaning the guys on the show. So we are back and live next week. It's the Ryan Rosillo podcast presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs and FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming, so please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and older. 18 plus in DC and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit rg help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like ease. And the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. It's Friday Feedback, a little special thing we do. We take a little time away from the live podcast with the NBA break. Figured this might be the new routine instead of going from end of August to July. So, this is what we're going to do. The email address is FridayFeedbackRR at Gmail. And we've got Saruti and Kyle here. So basically, it kind of feels like a once a month, maybe not quite that often that we do yeah. these. I think Six we just weeks. get into it. We, we don't need to spend a ton of time on explaining everything that we're doing here. Uh, we did have this one. It was like in a previous Friday feedback, Ryan made a reference to ESPN radio producers releasing a podcast on the ESPN platform without authorization from the higher ups. So Rudy stayed mostly silent regarding that. However, I can <laughs> clearly recall that Saruti Smallman and Tommy Freeze Pops released episodes of a podcast referred to as the post-show pod that dropped in the same podcast feed as either the Ryan Rosillo show or the Will Kane show. I can't remember if Smallman ever worked on the Will Kane show. If not, then it was definitely the Rosillo show. So was this the unauthorized podcast that was referred to? Um, then there's a Will Kane question for you. I, that's not the same thing, right? Not no. even close, right? No, that was our, our boss told us to do that. So we that's why we started doing it. And then the three of us started doing a pod separately like later on and michelle and i kind of kept doing it although michelle's not doing big things working on the the espn radio morning show now so it's come full circle for her but no that was that was authorized that was i didn't even i don't even i know what you're referring to on that i thought there was like a couple guys that just decided to tape in their spare time and then put it into the actual like espn page (laughs) that that might have had i don't remember that i'm pretty sure that happened though that, yeah. that does sound like something that in a previous life advice, we talked about like everybody thinking 
like their friend group or whatever their work situation should be a television show. I actually do think that the ESPN radio scene could have easily been a, fun, a comedy television show. Like there were so many weird dude. Ca- I mean, I like most of these people. So this isn't like, out of, but like, it's just like a different kind of guy that usually worked there. Like you, you kind of, you probably haven't talked to girls a ton. You're a little it's bit It's the worst job at ESPN. It's, it's the a, worst it's a job bad job. You terrible yeah. hours. Like there's right. a real, there's actually a decent comedy in there somewhere. I do think there is, but then you're trying to figure out like, who's the hero of that group because that group you're younger and it's you're really cool hey i work at espn you know there's an alternative path for me where i'm like i would have taken that job at 25 and i would have been delusional about what kind of doors is going to open because then after a couple of years you're like wait i'm just coming in here cutting up west coast baseball highlights till fucking <laughs> two in the morning and i'm making what an hour and i'm not an actual employee and all of my thoughts about like, hey, I want to get into sports. It's like actually every every day I'm here is wasting another day. Like you want to do it a year, maybe two, but the entry level radio PA title, that's there's not a worse job on that campus with that company than that one. I used to feel so bad for those guys sometimes. Like I, if I were doing late TV, I would go to the snack deal or the the later cafeteria stuff and I would just load up on stuff and then leave it in the room for those guys and like just almost want to give them all a fucking hug. Mm-hmm. The hero is the guy who's like uh the Jim Nan- like the the Jim Nance who's 21 or 22 and can't leave cuz he's taking care of his mom or something. The the guy who's like clearly going to be good but he's stuck in that thing and nobody wants to give him a shot. That's the hero of the show, isn't it? It's like the guy who's like, "Man, if he could just get a shot, but he's he's in the fucking mailroom here." I've got to be honest with you, Kyle. That's really good. Thanks. Really good on the fly. Uh, and you know what I'm not going to do? When somebody reads your script, you're like, oh, okay, but why is he there then? You know, or sounds more like a movie than a TV show. That's my favorite one. <laughs> and then oh, you so write a movie. It's like, okay. Like, oh, it feels <laughs> okay. more like a, feels like a limited series more than a movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, Follow up. Relatedly, what would it take for Will Kane to be invited as a guest? Would a Cowboy Super Bowl trip merit it? Um. And finally, for Surdy, what was the thing you hated most about working on the Will Kane show? Oh, man. So, you can't ask I March Madness. <laughs> he said something about March Madness food bets. Uh, that was bad. So, yeah, I, there was this thing where we, so basically in our show window, which was three to six, there were, I think, eight tournament games that started and finished basically during that window. So, we did this thing where if we randomly picked teams out of a hat, if you got a team and they lost, you had to eat something stupid. So it was like gefilte fish was in there, like raw spam was in there. There's a bunch of weird stuff. So that was tough. Um, uh, I had, yeah, I had to eat spam on TV and I c- kind of couldn't do it. Oh, I had to take a jar, like a big old spoonful of just like warm mayo, which was pretty terrible. Ooh. Yeah, I remember um, this. Yeah, yeah, wasn't my favorite part, but I... I forgot so it. Back to the Will thing, though. We, I think a couple years ago, you had, you sort of were like, hey, should we have Will on to do, to do this? And... I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I talked to you. I, not that I didn't want to have Will on, but I, I was like, yeah, I don't know if it makes sense a ton. I don't know. I just don't know like that. Will, I like Will. We're still friends. We still text a lot. He's a great dude. Other than you, he's probably like the, the guy who's helped me the most in, in the industry period. So I have nothing bad to say about him. I just don't, he's kind of gone on and done his thing and we've sort of gone different paths, but I have nothing bad to say about Will. I love Will. I'd like to have Will on. I mean, I think everybody knows that really listens to me, um, that I'm not super political and, Yet, I think the danger was, especially when I had asked, when people, I don't know, tried to size me up based on like the irony of, of everything that was talked about with me three years ago, three and a half years ago, um, 
was more about like I was like, wait, how this is how this I was like actually criticizing myself to give to give someone else a compliment. Um, and then it kind of turned into something else. And and then I think we just both were like, well, if I have Will on, um, are it people gonna be upset? Yeah. And then I was kind of like, well, that that doesn't make any sense. Like, I can't have Will Kane on. I worked with him for all these years. Like, you can't. Maybe it's because he's so deep in the political thing. I'll tell you this. I saw a clip of him talking about the Middle East the other day. It was so fucking good. I sent it to other people and being like, this is a guy who is brilliant on television. And by the way, the point that he made was like a really good point. It was kind of like, yeah, we kind of keep trying to get involved with these things. And, you know, I just finished this book that went through a guy that had gone through like, let's see, he went Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. I think he'd work with six different presidents on how to handle the middle east this book just came out not that long ago and because i just wasn't educated enough and i wanted to read it and i just you know you end up getting through the book and like so we just keep making the same mistakes packages different mistakes over and over and over again anyway so will had this moment on television where he was so good and it was on the fly that i just respect his ability to be on tv but politically there's going to be so many people that probably still like us that would go i can't stand him then you just go like okay well then don't listen to that episode and i actually don't like the idea that we'd be afraid of having somebody on that i like and have worked with that because of his you know he leans really hard right um that you're not supposed to have that guy on when i don't know the politics of sports thing is always it's it's almost a pointless it's not a needle to thread it's almost like a pointless exercise of why do you even <laughs> want to do it so maybe that's why Saruti's like let's not especially back to three plus years ago when i felt like wait a minute what's happening i think there was some of that where it's just like do we just want it to do we want it to become a thing and i, I hate i even hate that i that I, we have to think that way and we do think that way because like when i you know when i work with will i i didn't necessarily agree with will on stuff but i Will is one of the best. I always said Will is one of the top five people, and he's probably closer to one than he is five, of just like guys you want to just sit down and have a beer with and talk about life. The guy is a fascinating, interesting person. He has a ton of interests that are not political, um, but he also is just a good guy to talk about philosophy and just like kind of, kind of how you view parenthood and whatever, anything. Like he's just an interesting guy overall. And I think when you disagree with people, that also makes them more interesting. And that's why I like working with Will a ton because I don't think he was never disrespectful. He never pushed things on anyone in there. And I think a lot of the people that didn't like Will at ESPN, they never actually listened to Will do the show. They just didn't like the idea of Will. They didn't like the idea well, of they Will saw being on, on ESPN day. radio. And well, I, I remember day, telling him, I was like, true. be careful that you're becoming that everything isn't racist guy on first take. Mm -hmm. And I said that to Which, him. Which, by the, the way, hallway. is what First Take wanted him to be, though. First Take exactly. wanted him to be that guy. Right. Hey, you'll be the white guy. You're the conservative. Come on and tell us why something isn't racist. And then we're going to scream at you for 15 minute segments. And then we'll do another segment with the same concept, but it'll just be different characters involved. And I was like, you've got to be careful that that's what you're going to be is that this isn't racist. This isn't racist every fucking day on the show. And, um, you know, I don't think that, but look, he's, he's really good and he is a friend. And, you know, what the other thing that's always interesting about the dynamic of how things work is like we criticize the people we know the least the most. Yeah. And the people we know the best, we 
criticized lesser because you're like, oh, well, at least like I know who this person is. So whatever. I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it and talking about it, like I would like to do it and figure out a way to do it where it doesn't feel like, hey, we're only talking politics the entire time. But the fact that he's done what he's done, there's probably a little of that in there. And then when I have him on, then people will say like, oh, Ryan's some right-wing zealot because he had Will Kane on and we can all fucking go to bed happy, right? Yeah. So but also like um, look at the other parts of our guest list. Like it's not like... <laughs> We've had plenty of people on both sides here. I don't, you know, again, we don't talk politics. We don't even need that, to. We, we, I don't, we, I don't think we need it. I appreciate what you're doing, Saruti, because like fair. you and I are so close and you. I get annoyed have, by it. I just get annoyed by yeah. it because I just think like, just because you have one person on it doesn't mean that, that you agree with everything they say. Yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? 6'2", 190, unimpressive gym stats, but I still ball as much as possible. Ken Dunk, comp is a rec league, Scotty Barnes. Great comp. Love that. Super Bowl this weekend, I saw a picture on the socials of Ryan, SVP, Stanford, Steve, Big Cat, Chris Long at dinner. I follow all of you guys, and I think I get a decent feel for your personality. So my question is, who's the alpha when you guys are hanging out? I know even in groups of guys who get along, there's always a perceived pecking order, even if it's subconscious. Here's my breakdown, if you care to read it. SVP's been around the longest and is the most successful in old school media. Big Cat probably has the craziest fans and gets recognized the most in public. Ryan's very successful and seems like he might have the most alpha energy as a single guy with a boat who lifts a ton. Five Star Steve is obviously no slouch and sounds like he can drink everyone else under the table. Chris is a former D, uh, NFL defensive lineman and two times Super Bowl champ and probably thinks any argument any other argument is dumb. That was really, uh, that was, that was pretty good. I mean, I, do I open it up to Kyle to guess here first? Because mm -hmm. he's, yep. what do you think, Kyle? I would have guessed Scott, then Chris, then Big Cat. So I'm last on the alpha list? No, isn't there, uh, Steve's probably last. Whoa. Fourth doesn't feel great. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big table, dude. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big table. If you're just asking me gut feelings probably scott right scott everyone probably has scott one right as an uh, i don't know though. what you're doing though I yeah think i don't i don't think you're i think you're just ranking the guys that are most successful no and i'm not because say, i'm thinking okay because i'm thinking like if scott's like yeah i don't want to do that thing and if it's like oh shit either we're not going to hang out with scott until he decides it's time to go to bed like you probably be like all right scott what do you want to do i'm just guessing if it's like hey scott's in vegas like we're all here we finally got we're on out. scott's terms i think maybe a little bit right i don't know well, I'll tell you what happened that night, and then you can decide. Okay. Um, so, Rudy, do you want to offer any insight into that before maybe I – it's kind of a weird I think thing you're closer to, to one than you are five. I think Van Pelt is closer to five than he is one. Whoa. I Big Cat doesn't strike me as alpha. Like, he's kind of just like he's, – oh, he's, he's the stir shit up guy, I think. Like, he likes yeah, to I would switch around with Big bear. Cat. I want to change my answer. Steve but I think everything is, else stays – yeah, Steve, but Big Cat I think is, has a little alpha in him. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's no betas at the table, so we can start there. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's Chris, fair. Chris is such an alpha that he ends up becoming a beta. Like, <laughs> all right. So he kind of wins, but he is happiest with everybody else being happy. He's not in charge in a way where an alpha is like it has to all be on my terms. Um, so when I think of alpha and what Kyle was talking about there a little bit it can feel like alpha almost gets defined as like selfishness. And Chris is, there's not, I would tell you out of the group, there's not a selfish guy in the entire group. And, you know, Scott is probably the one most at peace with everything. Like, why do I need to compete with any of these fucking guys? Right? Like, I don't need to. And then you have Chris Long being like, was there a competition? Because I won two Super Bowls. He's just so above like everything else. Yeah. yeah I look like <laughs> Thor over here. Um, Steve understands his role but now look he's been on tv a really long time on a very popular show 
And so he gets recognized to a level now that I was not even on the radar. The guy was on game day and sports center with Van Pelt. So the last year or so of hanging out with him, I've had people come up to him and not even know who I was. I wouldn't say it's all the time, but like it's happened where that's that's <laughs> a zero a <laughs> percent possibility in all the other years that I travel with them. Big Cat probably nobody gets recognized more than Van Pelt. He's six foot seven. And when you see him, you don't go, hey, I wonder if that's Van Pelt. You're like, holy shit, it's Van Pelt. He's not. We were in a poker room where we were like, hey, can we come back in this room? Because we had a connection. And they were like, you guys can come back. But Jay Z's in here right now. And I was like, we talked about it. Like of anyone in this group who could walk in there and dap up Jay-Z and be like, have the best chance of Jay-Z not going, who the fuck is this? And it was Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. All right. So Van Pelt has done an incredible job of like not being, he could be an asshole if he wanted to be, he's not going to be. So I don't even think he cares about any of this stuff. He's, he'll go along with the flow, but then I wanted to do a dive bar thing in old Vegas. That was the plan. It completely fell apart. Psyched I didn't organize any of it because then guys were like, why don't we just hang in the casino? We're here one more night. And we're like, all right, that makes sense. And then Chris is like, by the way, I have a table with my staff at Hakkasan. I was like, I really don't want to do that. And he's like, I don't think I want to do it either. And we're like, <laughs> but we're going to do it, aren't we? And um, Big Cat flew home. PFT came with us to Hakkasan with me, with Steve, with Chris Long. And then I went for like a walk and Chris Long's like, can I come with you for the walk? And I was like, you absolutely can. We said hi to Matt Liner, which was great. Nice. And then we were like, can we leave? And the whole time I'm texting Van Pelt being like, you definitely, he's like, I'm not going with you guys. And I was like, I don't blame you. And I was like, are you still up? Let's play some fucking cards. And he goes, I'm up and let's play some cards. So we all hoof back to the win. We all meet up again. And it was great. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if like all of us have known each other a pretty decent amount of time. They're big cat and I are probably the most competitive of the two, right? Cause Chris isn't competing with us. Steve has had his role now for a while. Van Pelt's in a different space. If somebody comes up and recognizes big cat, he goes out of his way to be like, Oh, did you know this is Ryan Rosillo? where it's not him introducing me, it's him fucking with me <laughs> yes, every yes. single time. This is my little friend, he, right? Because <laughs> he loves it. Now, I could come back and be like, well, yeah, I was actually on ESPN for 15 years, so I don't need this. But if you're really breaking it down, despite our friendship, like, he's beating me. He just is. <laughs> you know, he's beating me. And if we're together, he reminds me of it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's an alpha move or a dick move. But it's not alpha. I don't think. I don't it's think alpha. that's the, no I don't think that's the alpha we're discussing. Yeah, it's just. I think he's one of those guys, and like, I like those guys. It's fine. Like, they just kind of like to fuck with people. He loves to fuck with people. This episode is supported by State Farm. So look, a little rock hit your dude's windshield on the highway, and at first you're like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, it's just a little mark." Nope. Now by the end of the ride, it's a big crack, and it's been a while. So I check out the State Farm app. I go, hey, this is what happened. And the funny thing is, is I was like, do I want to go app first or do I call old school guy? Probably should call. It's like, let's check out the app. Not only did it take a minute to get done, they set up the glass replacement. They told me the estimate ahead of time, said, do you want to go ahead with it? And I was like, now I understand it's all in front of me, all done. I didn't even have to talk to anybody. That's how efficient 
the insurance game has become. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options, protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, just like I did, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. The app was so good, I didn't even need to do that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows on over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. All right, we have a request here. 36-63-190, no lifting stats. Uh, player comp, I was debilitatingly nervous when I had to shoot free throws during my college intramural game, so no, I don't have an NBA comp. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing That's awesome. that. That's awesome. I think there are comps, though, if you wanted to go that. Uh, I hope my email speaks for a lot of listeners. There are weeks that go by when I listen to your voices more than my own family. That being said, there's this dynamic that occurs in my brain where I kind of feel like I know you guys on a personal level. Obviously, I know this is a one-sided relationship. I'm not expecting Kyle to recognize me at Frolic Room, but geez, I don't care what anyone says. You guys are my friends. I'd love to mix it up a bit with my request. Can you guys go around the room and maybe tell me one thing about each of you guys that would surprise the listeners? For example, I think it would surprise us if Saruti was really into bondage. Um, <laughs> He's never been probably, punched in the face, I can tell you that. Yeah. It yeah, would I'm not a rough Yeah, you know, I like control. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, uh, if Kyle was super into making his own mushroom tinctures, these seem oddly specific. And finally, Rosilla, what have you found out you had a thing for kitten videos on YouTube? It doesn't have to be raunchy. Well, that's an incredible spelling that's of raunchy or hugely revealing, but something that gets us laughing perhaps or being like, what the fuck? Wow. Everyone has a weird quirk. Uh, yeah. All right. What do we got? Who wants to go first? I got one. Um, I don't think I've told you guys this. I cannot close my left eye by itself. What? Uh, <laughs> Dudes at the bar think it's crazy. I don't want to really do it now because uh, I can't do it. And also, like, my mouth, I make a stupid face. My mouth, like, opens and shit. So, anyway, I found this out. I can close my right eye. I cannot close my left eye. I found this out because uh, uh, I was shooting guns back in my, like, uh, what I was like, last a, weekend. A teen. No, but we're talking about it again, which is why this matters. <clears throat> and I was, I was, I shoot right, like, I shoot righty, but I can't close my left eye. So, I was missing everything because I was closing the eye that I was putting down the, you know, down the barrel there or down the down the site and so we figured out what happened and the only really answer to this is that my mom made me an eye patch out of like a piece of leather and a shoelace and dudes are talking about going to the gun range and i really don't think i want to wear an eye patch but i don't otherwise i'll just shoot lefty which is probably more dangerous right i mean that gun might just fly out of my hand if we're talking pistols or i gotta fucking get an eye patch and uh <laughs> hang out with my bar buddies at a range and i don't think that's gonna go well so um yeah, I can't close my left eye. I just tried. It's it's definitely harder to close my left one, but I can. You're doing it. it. I can't. I can't, I, I can't wink with my left eye, but I can close it like in a weird way. But I could wink with my right eye. Yeah, I just double checked to see if I could do it. Yeah, but I think we're. Wait, yeah, most so people you, I met could do it. I just can't. you can't close your left eye, and you're worried about shooting a pistol right-handed. <laughs> yeah, because you you really we want to be looking down the you know you want to be looking down with the. Uh, 
the eye of the side of the body that you're holding the gun with. So rifles and and I, I bat lefty. That's another fun fact. But I bat lefty and everything else is righty. And I can't close my oh, I love those left guys. eye. Cool. That is a good fact. So Rudy, um, I guess I have, I have two that kind of came to mind. Not as interesting as that. I have a pretty big like birthmark on my left shoulder. Um, my friends How call big it my, we talking? my friends. It's pretty big. It takes up like mo- it's kind of patchy, but it takes up most of my shoulders. It's it's dark. Like a, sal- um, like a salami slice. No, because it's pa- it's not like a it's not like a circle or anything. It's just like kind of like a blob almost. Oh, um, okay. And cool. my friends that's way cooler. My friends call it my poop shoulder, so that's great. Thanks to my friends for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So if I'm ever at a pool or something, you see me, and I got like kind of a weird birthmark there. That's that's kind of what it is. I don't know what I, I've gone to dermatologists. They don't. They're just like, yeah, it's just a different pigmentation. Um, so poop shoulder. nothing serious. Fuck it's just yeah, I have dude. I have a poop shoulder. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take at least two more times my, before I don't my, laugh at that. That's great. <laughs> my other one was I'm I'm uh I'm like really into espresso. <laughs> Probably like a very unhealthy obsession. We just espresso. needed the first one, but well, I wanted to like not everybody think I was a huge loser, so let me just try to like bring a cool one to the table. But I'm like I'm really good at making uh, espresso at home. <laughs> <laughs> hope that hope that worked out for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Kyle. Kyle's left eye just closed on its own. It's so, it's so worked up. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Poop shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. I'm going to get it, it together. Just, you. It just made me realize that Saruti's never had a shirt off around me. Nope. Nope. Because uh, I didn't know about this. <laughs> Yeah, I've had my shirt off guy in general. So not a tank right? top guy then. No, I I will. I, you know, it's it's right. It's just kind of like right in the back shoulder part. So oh, okay. So most tank tops, it's... you'd have to be really looking at it if I was wearing a tank top like close to me. But like I said, it's not it's not super super dark, but it's definitely darker. So yeah, awesome. I forget I have it most of the time. To be honest with you, I'm never gonna forget. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything like that. You got nothing? No, I mean, the, now that you guys went first, I feel like mine's stupid. But I just like it's a fun dynamic of the Saruti Rosillo relationship that a girl that I hung out with who I wasn't hanging out with at the time and I hosted the only party I ever hosted wanted to hook up a Saruti at my house. Yeah, that was awkward. I was going to bring that up when we were talking about like unwanted texts from people in a previous life advice. Yeah. And because uh, my wife did, did know about that. I told her about that because... I don't know. It's just kind of funny, but, and I didn't know, like I was, she was kind of mad because I, I felt like I needed to say more. So I guess I, 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 I understood what the guy was saying where it's like, Hey, do I just, do I leave it with the heart emoji? Do I add more to it? Cause you're like, do I, am I being a dick? Am I letting her down? And like, do I have to like soften the blow a little bit? So I kind of did the same thing. Um, so I kind of, I said, what kind of hair were you, were you sporting that time? I had a bun then the bun, the bun played, the bun, the bun did play. Was that the best? Yeah. Okay. It was, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't want to grow it back out again. I would have it if I could have it tomorrow, but I don't want to grow back out again. It was definitely better than the, it was way better than the, the twilight phase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because I wasn't seeing the sunlight for like. The in-between hair is tough, I think. I think that stops a lot of dudes from, from trying to grow stuff out because uh, the, that in-between stuff is just weird. It's a good six months of being, having weird hair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel anyway. like I let everybody down on this one. I just think people, like when I. I was like, hey, everybody have something for this. I just think that when you think about Saruti and I, the dynamic that there would be somebody that was at my house. I didn't know about it right away. Um, and I didn't care. That was the other part. But I just thought it was hilarious. 
because uh, the funny thing is the person was always trying to give me shit. And I was like, yeah, you try to hook up with my producer at my house. So <laughs> I think that's actually worse. Uh, I did misread that situation pretty badly, too. Um, I did not <laughs> think I did not think that she was into me and then she was into me. Yeah, I thought it was just like, oh, she wanted to come on the show. Maybe she did. Maybe that was the whole the long term plan. It was like, hey, get in with the producer. Then I can start doing regular hits on Rosillo. But it didn't work out. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we're going to leave it. We're not as vague as I would have liked to have been. And so we'll, we'll just stop now. <laughs> okay. Just leave it alone. Uh, all right. Birthmarks or anything that we could nope. use that? No, okay. we did not get Carmen <laughs> San Diego. No. Yeah, you must have sucked in Carmen San Diego. Be like, oh, it's Saruti again. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, everybody. 5'11, 175. Very average dude with average gym stats. Just had a baby in November. Just want to let you know that anytime we need her to sleep, we put on the Ryan Russillo podcast. It works like a charm. Something about Ryan's deep voice and excellent sports takes puts her right out. Appreciate the pod and keep up the good work. I hear this once a week. She really likes Tales from the Couch. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what it is. Whatever. If you guys could stop putting at, the football tackle sound in, that'd be great. Yeah. No, you think I, there's any way I could make like side money on just I'll read stuff slower, maybe even a little softer, and you just put it on and babies fall asleep. I hear app. this. It's been going on now. Yeah, instead of rainwater, it's just me reading box scores. <laughs> Imagine if that's how I ended up making my mark. I'd be on Ellen. I kind of think that could work. Yeah. Just be like, hey, here's the thing about Anthony Edwards. Like when he's coming off a ball screen and the way he has such conviction, but still leaves a passing option open for him when he gets deep in the paint, like he's still looking on those corners, especially as it gets more comfortable in this offense. That me doing that. You could pay an extra $2.99 a month for no curses. Yeah. There's there's no I more peaceful on way not to when, fall asleep. Not when the audience is all babies. You can't yeah. curse. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there might be something there. That'd be awesome if somebody reached out and was like, let's just try it and see what happens. I hear about it all the time. Um, speaking of more content that people don't love listening to, I love when Canel is on and always is a huge fan of Rosillo and Canel. I want to continue to hear him on the show, but for the love of God, can we please stop hearing the same conversation about Danny's tweets and his SEC opinions. The whole conversation is based on the theory Danny has about the SEC. The theory can't definitively be proven right or wrong. It can't be proven right or wrong. I'm pretty sure it's been definitively proven wrong. The he amount of hours so. you spent talking <laughs> SEC with Danny would make Malcolm Gladwell stand and applaud. Uh, it's the same conversation for close to a decade. Uh, he's right. He's right. All right, but I don't think it's like the main part of every time we have Danny on. It just that's we bring it, just it up comes every time. Up. I just see a tweet from him where I go, I mean, can you think about a worse course of events for him? Alabama loses to Texas, struggles, uh, struggles against Southern Florida, and he's like, it's over. It's over for Bama. They're never going to compete for championships again. Definitive statement. The one year where it's getting off to a start since 2007 where you're like, what's going to happen here with Alabama? They figure it out. They win a game against Auburn. They shouldn't win. Um, but for the rest of it, they handle it. They beat Georgia, knock Georgia out of the playoff, go to overtime with the team that won the championship in Michigan. And by the way, by getting in, leave out his school, Florida State. Okay. You want to talk about a tweet going fucking south? It's that one. So, yeah, I can't let those things go. And I have to ask him about it. And like when we had but him on the right. last time, when we had him on the last time, it was with. I think it was with McShay, right? That was like the right content call. Danny's the one Florida State guy you want to hear from when Florida State gets left out of the playoff. Like it was, I, I thought that was, so if, if a little bit of SEC stuff comes up, I mean, maybe we're just being sensitive because we're too close to it. Maybe we're wrong. Um, I don't No, Wait, I think the emailer is right, but there's always a tweet or two 
because he's insane about it. Okay. And that's why I want to just tap into that insanity every now and then. But he's not wrong about it being the same conversation. It's just different pieces. It's the same conversation with just different characters. But I don't know that we're going to stop. Maybe. All right. Note to is self. This, this is why First Take talks about the Dallas Cowboys every other, you know, every day. Sometimes. Yeah. Like I, I hate being repetitive in some things I can't avoid. And I'll know they're like, hey, you've told this anecdote. Like, you've done this one. I went out with Cowherd this week and I was like, you're kind of going to some of your routine stuff, like access to hate. Hey, we've never been divided. Oh, yeah. Ask George Washington that one. Right. <laughs> um, so. There's stuff that you kind of can't avoid. And then you're right. Like, then I see a first take thing and I go, you're fine. I keep, I always ask Rudy, like, keep me on something where it's like, hey, I kind of did this one. Kawhi at the compound. Yeah. You know, he fucking took the rack of balls out, shot in front of all the GMs before anybody else. Uh, more content. Sometimes questions. I do think we're too online. I do. I do think, I, don't, I think there are shows that do Twitter podcasts way more where they're just like everything in their pods, just stuff that they saw on Twitter, which is a bad way to do pods talking specifically about one pod um i i do think i'm not saying we don't do that but we 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 do do that sometimes and i try to check ourselves be like okay i know we're in this world of like we think this is a thing that's happening but not everybody is aware of the thing that we're even mad about right now yeah you're right i think twitter x have made all of us worse hosts across the board i think it's hurt our industry because we stopped talking to the audience and we start either which I will do preemptively talking to an audience that's going to disagree or I will start talking to one or two people and I'm not talking to the audience and it's made us all worse and I try to avoid it um and I think whenever anybody comes to me like oh it's all it's just like it's just absolutely not what I do all the time but I still do it more than I wish I ever did but yeah, it's, it's the Kendall Roy two online all right, why no college basketball coverage? 42 years old, 6'5", 245, big guy here. Uh, this weekend, we had Houston, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky, and no mention of college basketball on the pod. I grew up in Connecticut. Shout out to Ryan for the Xavier high nod on a pod a while back. Mm. Diehard UConn fan. Shout out Xavier. Some of the best high school uniforms in the business. I would rock a throwback Xavier soccer jersey. Could I just um, say that I, I, when I played football in high school, we lost. I played for Southington High. We lost to Xavier in the national in the in the state championship game. They were it was no kind kidding. of unfair because we were a public school and they were a private school. And that's actually where Will Levis went. Didn't play against Will Levis, but I did play against this guy named Amari Spivay, who was went to Iowa, played for the Lions. He was pretty nasty. But yeah, Xavier's a good school. <laughs> I love that Suri's the most accomplished athlete on this podcast. <laughs> I wasn't that good. I just, I just. You know, yeah, but you lost. played, man. And you were small as could be, and you're out there. I, I have a ton of respect for that. There's a lot more to that story, but I'll, I'm, people aren't going to be that interested in it. Okay. Well, maybe the next one. Yeah. Thursday feedback show. Uh, love the NBA, NFL, college football material. I'm just curious why there's no college basketball I love except come to the tournament. Not looking for weekly coverage. I guess it doesn't pay the bills. Maybe once a month, every other couple of weeks. Um, gets me through weekly commutes from Middletown, Xavier. Hey. To oh, white. Wait. To yeah, White Middletown, Plains, New York. York. Yeah, no, Middletown, yeah. Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. Oh, we got a Middletown, Sorry. too. Right. I don't watch it, man. I don't watch it, uh, and I loved it. I had a stretch, I would say, early 2000s to maybe 2010, where there's probably some nights where I would have rather watched college basketball than even the NBA. But now with the way the job is and the way, I mean, baseball just kind of disappeared off the map. And for what we do and the way we're doing it, I don't 
have the time to also then watch college basketball. And if I just dip my toes into Duke, North Carolina, I don't really know what's going on. I could cram and read and get away with a 10 minute open, but you just, it's not going to, it's not going to be as good. It's just not going to be as good. So, um, I do think it's funny. Like I had somebody go, you don't do any WNBA. It's like, yeah, well, cause we did so many hockey and baseball segments this year, I guess, Yeah, you know, like, so we'll do a tournament thing. I don't even think we did a tournament thing. Did we do one last year? I mean, it's bad. It's bad. That, that we're not really doing it. But I'm just telling you, if you heard me do it and force trying to get one one in a month, it's not going to be good. You wouldn't be able to make yourself do it even. I don't even think you would be able to make yourself do it. If you didn't, like to do a segment to just, what do you look at some stats and then just go for it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, wait, so. just Duke have what it Kyle, takes. You know, I'll tell you where you can go though. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Kyle's our home for college Yeah, teams. you can go to One Shiny Pod. Also, you can come see us at Durham on March 8th at the Carolina Theater. 8 p.m. right before Carolina Duke. I don't think there's anything on, like I didn't think it would get to the podcast of being basically pro and college football in the NBA and then just assorted interests. That's kind of what the podcast has become. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought I've gotten to the point where I was totally fine not talking baseball. You know, I used to watch everything, not only the Red Sox, but like I used to just throw on other baseball games and be into it. I'd watch Sunday night baseball Same. religiously. I didn't care who Same. was playing. I was like, cool. End of my weekend at Sunday night baseball, good way to prep for the upcoming radio week and all that kind of stuff once we're outside of the basketball and football season. And I can only tell you that I watch so much basketball and football. And when it's that overlap for September, October, November, December, and January, it's it's really tough. And when it's over, I don't want to add more to it. So you know, I'll watch the Big East every now and then. Obviously, I watch the Johnny's um, and then Big East Tournament. Did you I'll, catch that I'll Providence get in. game? Tough. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Look, they're ahead of schedule. Uh, look, I'll get into it, you know, and I'll, I'll start watching stuff. And I had a blast, you know, I've watched all the tournament games just like everybody else is. But I'm a total casual with it now. I'm a total casual with baseball. And I don't think you want to hear me do casual segments on that stuff. If we're going to get into the industry a little bit, too, to I think, you know, you know how people are like, oh, hey, you know, the three point shot or like analytics of like ruined sports, right? Or especially in baseball, where it's like, all right, home run or strikeout, like, and it just kind sure. of kills some of the game. I do think there's some of that because we can sort of see like what really, really works when it comes to segments that we do. And like television shows can do that down to the minute. So they've just seen that like, and again, this gets back to the first take talking about the Cowboys and the Lakers. When they talk about those teams, those are their highest rated segments. And when they talk about baseball, they don't rate. And that's just kind of, I think the more that we learn about that, and we've known it for a while now, but that's just why it's gone in this direction, the less the less these like main national shows are going to talk about these sports because they know that their best numbers come from from different areas. The guy who wanted to be on Below Deck, the persistent pirate, he uh, yes. chimed in. <laughs> he said that we Friday feedback would have been a perfect fit for him and to have him on. <laughs> it wasn't a perfect fit for us in a pre-show meeting. <laughs> don't worry we'll still call you don't worry about it um put the life advice segments on youtube well uh what's the latest with that what's going on yeah so i mean i guess next week we are launching a youtube channel the ryan Rosillo youtube channel most of ryan's stuff has gone up on the ringer main feed which has mostly just been open some life advices some other segments some interviews and stuff but the the we will now have our own youtube channel where we can post life advice we could post opens we'll post some original content maybe ryan will do do you want to do your like bill hot girl walks where you're doing the youtube shorts you know just solo walking in manhattan beach giving off takes 
I've been seeing more of those. Anybody's been seeing more of those, or is it just? I know building invent. Or... I know, no, I know that building invent the walk and talk. But I'm seeing a lot of people doing walk and talks now. Or is that just when you get a car? Now you see that car everywhere. I think it's probably that. Not to not to you know say what Bill's doing isn't good. I just think it's probably yeah. You're probably more okay. used to it. Yeah, we'll figure out some stuff here. I'm excited. Excited to go on. Start that the poop period. shoulder video. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, one. the first one will be Surdy taking his shirt off. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to see it. To be honest, with you. I think you'd be. I think you'd be underwhelmed. I think you'd be, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this. Kyle just like dies, dying. Um, uh, I think you'd be underwhelmed. Like it's not like insane. It's just a darker shoulder. <laughs> the na- it's just the name. You've <laughs> named it perfectly. I don't know. Shout out to my friend Jeremy. There yeah, you go. Shout out to Jeremy. People want to know the TV setup. Haven't we done that already? Yeah. I don't even really know what it is, but you got multiple. Multiple TVs, but now the way I can do it, I can stagger it out on two, where if I'm jumping in between games and the way YouTube holds your spot, basically, you know, it's like calling fives on a game where I'll be in a game and then I'm like, all right, I'll get out of this one, but let me see where it is. And then I go back to it and it just picks me right up right. where it is. If you have everything recorded, if you just say I want all NBA recorded, it's it's been awesome, man. Shout out to YouTube TV for uh, for what I do. But it also means I don't have to have – I have two main TVs set up in the downstairs room and then there's three televisions over the bar behind it. But I would have to get seated in a way that I was pivoting. So – uh, the way I bought the house, it already was set up that way. So I have them all wired, but it would have to be for like a bunch of people over for like the tournament or something to run five different feeds in there. I'm not going to put up five basketball games at the same time with the setup. It's not. I can do the job and watch everything I need to watch with the two jumping around and knowing that I'm staying up later watching games that aren't live. But at least that way I can get my eyes on what I need to see. This but this makes me think, have you ever talked, have you ever uh, used like one of those uh, VR headset things? Like I got the um the the MetaQuest 3 and you can watch. So basically you put this thing on and you can have like, I, I don't know if it's unlimited TV screens and TVs, but it basically like it, it. Put, basically it like puts TVs in front of you and you can just move your head to see whatever TV and whatever game you want to watch. It's kind of sick. That does sound pretty sick. So if you I don't, don't want to buy like I, four TVs, there you there's go. There's like stats and shit. Like the, you could just there's, add everything yeah. there. You could have Twitter that. up on the side and like look and, and like follow everything in real time. It's pretty cool. You look like a yeah, I just, asshole to everyone else, but it does. Yeah, you don't have any it's friends, pretty cool. but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet, though. Like somebody comes over, <laughs> somebody comes over and they're like, you know, I'm sitting there with my goggles on next to my blow-up doll, having a fucking drink. Yeah. Or if you need anything, let me know. There's Where's in the Ryan? Fridge. Oh, he's in the metaverse. We leave yeah, him alone. He's, he's not here. He's yet. selling his TVs. <laughs> yeah. Said I'm good. He sold all of his bedding for his spare guest rooms. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. 
You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Okay, uh, not a diss. Does Ryan have hyperactive, impulsive ADHD? Fuck off. Okay. Wow. Just the the number of emails trying to like get in my head now and figure out like what my deal is, which um, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and that was a little harsh. I, thanks for the email. Um, let's see. All right, let's do this one for the last one. This guy put some work into it. The gang is basketball comps and more. Avid listener from the UK. My fitness gym stats are terrible, so I'll get down to business. I was thinking recently about basketball comps for the gang, not relating to their actual games, but rather their character and role on the pod. I came up with a below. Um, I'm nervous. All right. Kyle is the gunner of a six man, probably Lou will. He comes in for a short period of time and will immediately start putting up shots. As doc recently said on Bill's pot about Lou Williams, if you're not scoring, you're not playing. Kyle's at his best when he's uh, aggressive in small bursts. He has the talent to take over a pot in those bursts. And like Lou Williams, his extracurricular activities are spicy to say the least. Right, don't hate it. Not as bad as I thought it would be. That's I, I great. don't hate that at all. I think that's, that's great. Saruti yeah. is the ultimate glue guy, Iguodala or Shane Battier. If we go back a little further, maybe maybe uh, Robert Ori or Derek Fisher, he's not interested in box score numbers, but everybody knows that good shit happens when he's on the floor, and the advanced metrics love him. He's making connecting passes, tough offensive rebounds, crucial corner threes that never turns the ball over. He's also got the humility to make sure he's playing around a star. He followed Ryan to the ringer because he knows what his limitations are. He sticks to a job, and he does it bloody well. I don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. All right. Ryan's the star. No one is questioning it. He gives off the obvious alpha energy, so he never needs to say it. I mean, look, I mean, this is what the podcast is, so I, you know, it's not. Uh, so look, I, I think the way he's saying it is very nice too. But there's, it's not like the three of us got together. Yeah. It's like, man, Kyle's Ryan's really like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah. right. Uh, I wanted to give him a Harden Kyrie comp just for the reaction, but I couldn't make it work. So I ended up with my favorite player in the league, Jimmy Butler. Like Jimmy, Ryan has uh, was a little later into the big time than many of his peers. Butler drafted at 22. They've also both come from backgrounds that give them no advantage in their professions. Uh, Jimmy had a little tougher than I did, but I understand what you're saying here. They have a chip on their shoulder, and they use their slights real or imagined as motivation. They both care far more about the win, a good pod for Ryan, than any individual awards, and are prepared to do the small, unnoticed, gritty things to get their squad over the line. Their willingness to do the small things repeatedly, Ryan watching every available minute of the NBA, um, his attention to detail and fairness in evaluating players more than makes up for any weaknesses in their games. Three-point shooting for Jimmy, a propensity to go off topic when trying to fully explain himself for Ryan. That's fair. Uh, away from their day jobs, they're both tycoons. Ryan with his property empire and Jimmy with big face coffee. Thoughts? I, the only, I like it because I think you, you guys are like the, the, although, you know, we could point to, what was it? Jimmy Butler's, what did he say? He wakes up at 3 a.m. to go to the gym. It's like, what do you need to tell people that? Just go to the gym, dude. 
I don't think you do that, but I think you're just like kind of quiet work guys who get shit done. The only thing is he, you're more available than Jimmy Butler is. Jimmy Butler's hurt a lot. You play more games. You know, you, you put out more content. Sorry. I don't take any time off. He takes off more no time. No days off. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a Minnesota on my work resume where I just walked around and was like, fuck everybody. You're a loser. You're a loser. Then sat down with Rachel Nichols in a pre-planned interview. Um, <laughs> it, it, well, the ESPN thing, it, it didn't get there, but. It didn't get there. Maybe in another couple of years. <laughs> uh, is Jimmy Butler accomplished enough in his profession? You get well, it. Yes. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. You can think this is egotistical as you want. Look, I'd rather be doing what he's doing. And I also think I wouldn't charge my coworkers as much for coffee as he did in the bubble. Uh, I think he might be more of a dick than I am, which may some people would disagree and say, you're, but I would just say you don't really, you can't truly think that you know me this well, or maybe we don't know Jimmy Butler that well. Uh, I probably like Spolstra. I've never, I would never get into an argument with Spolstra, but I also don't work with him every single day. But yeah, I'll throw it out there. Has Jimmy, like what, is Jimmy a top 10 player in the league? I mean, we do we flirt with that conversation, especially when he's lighting up Milwaukee like he was and taking over Boston in the beginning of that series. But that's kind of not really who he is. Or maybe you say like, hey, maybe you don't look at Ryan that way. But when he has to bring it, he brings it. I don't know. Is his do you think his career is the same percentage over? Because if you picked a different guy that's like already retired, then it's like that guy's percentage is already done. Like, do you think they're like similar like I know that that your career would be longer. Call me old. Well, I'm just saying he's not the he's not a spring chicken either, right? He's he's in his prime, is what we would say, right? You guys both prime guys. But like if you extrapolated how long that career is, uh, his NBA career is, and then you extrapolated how long your career it would be, it might be around similar percentage points though, right? Definitely prime, but nothing lasts forever. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I mean, basically any single comp you can come up with, you could find holes in it. I think it's a good one. But who I'm trying, I'm just looking at a list right now, like who other, you know, the top NBA players would be. Like you're not LeBron for a million reasons. <laughs> um, I don't even think you'd want to be LeBron though. I don't know. I maybe like uh, I'm not. I'm not accomplished enough to be. Like, there's there's a very short list of people doing this and. Scott would be Tim Duncan, the, right? Scott Van Pelt would be Tim Duncan. Didn't leave. Everybody didn't leave. Him. Grind <laughs> multiple titles. He could be Steph. Who me? I can't be Steph. No, no, no. Scott Steph. I. So I. You're gonna. You're gonna think this is disrespectful, but it's actually not. Like Kevin Durant crossed my mind in that like constantly like chip on the shoulder, trying to prove like that. You you know because like you know he goes to Golden State, didn't get the recognition he wanted to, went to the Nets. Now he's made some bad decisions to put a team up with. And I don't think you have in that sense, but with the chip on their shoulder, elite guy, but feedback. probably doesn't maybe get enough credit be- for, for whatever reason. I'm just trying to think, cause like that's the, that I think is where the, you're at, but I don't think like the off the court stuff that you guys have nothing in common. I think off the court or off the, off the mic, I should say too. Yeah. He spends a lot of time talking with people and I, I would have zero interest in doing that. Uh, he's got his rings though. I don't have my rings yet. What's a ring? It's like a sports Emmy. No, it's not sports <laughs> uh, I, I have an idea what it is, but I don't. I don't have it yet. That's do you guys sure. have sports Emmys? I don't know. Like I for podcasts? Have, no, for the no for the radio. Do you get? Do they do that for radio or no? 
No, it's is there, a television. Is there a reward, reward for that? Is there a reward for radio? Uh, I think there's Marconi's. Marconi, yeah. Yeah, That's but I don't called, know that I don't know that I met anybody that was we weren't winning any awards. I mean, the main yeah, I mean, <laughs> show. So. <laughs> I don't even know if do they have sports Marconi's? I, I honestly don't even know. One year, the Talkers 100 named the top 100 radio shows, and they didn't even name Scott or I. We'd been on the year, like, I don't know, three or yeah. four years. The Joe Morgan Yahoo Sports those baseball are all like, show was 97. Those are all people who pay, right? That's the thing. Like, I get hit up for the Webbies all the time. They're like, hey, Webbies are coming, and uh, all you got to do is pay us uh, whatever the fee is, and they, will, and they will email you, and they're like, the date has passed, but if you still pay us, you can still be considered. So uh, that's probably what some of these smaller ones are, right? They're just like, just pay us, and then we'll, you could be in the, in the top 100. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been invited to one of those things. I've never been asked for this. I, when it comes to the award circuit for what I've done, um, and look, sometimes at the end of the year, uh, look, having GQ name me the best sports podcast of the year is not a ring, all right? And normally, I can I tell if... based on who the author is, I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to be on this list. You know, you know, pick some obscure, cool guy one where you're like, yeah, I can 5,000 listeners. Great choice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we have a perfect... I almost thought Paul Pierce, because when it mattered, 2008, finals MVP... Like you knew you could trust him and bring it. Guy played all the time. Um, Saruti, massive eye roll there. No, not 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 an eye roll. I, <laughs> I, I, What's going I on? Don't hate it. What I just, don't hate it. What just happened? We're losing. No, Kyle. I did. I, no, no, you're I, just, not I, don't, I just didn't love it when I first heard it. I guess it's marinating a little bit now. It's not. It's not terrible. Um, it's got to be somebody who suits up to an absurd level. Like I don't want to be AC Green because that's not that's not a good one. Uh, all right. We'll keep working on it. Thank you, though. Yeah. Very nice email. And Rudy went into it thinking it was going to be awful. Uh, maybe we'll we'll accept a really negative one on basketball comps from whoever. Uh, the email address for this incredible production here. I can't believe we did fifty minutes. Friday feedback rr at gmail um, and we'll have the YouTube channel out next week. Find us little podcast right Spotify. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 